Welcome to our podcast, 230 Somethings, with me, Eva Devlin, and me, Natasha Duffy. This podcast, we chat all things friendships, relationships, ups and downs of life, and hopefully make you laugh along the way. On this week's Let's Be Real, we've part two of our mental health episode with Eva's journey. We chat about our new sponsor, Mother's Day, and our weekly Raider Hate. This podcast is sponsored by the Trinity Quarter, Drogheda's best late night venue with everything under one roof. Whether it be delicious food in the restaurant, live music or DJ in the garden or amazing cocktails. This Sunday they launched their brand new Sunday lunch menu, including a brunch section. Make sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram. So let's get started. So Ipa, what's the crack? How's your week? Well, we went to the Trinity Quarter for some food. We officially signed with the Trinity Quarter. This is actually class. Lads, you're amazing. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thumbs up, Jay. Uh, we, we know what you really think of us, so thanks. <laughs> oh, you made that very clear. <laughs> very clear. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> no. said, dumb and dumber. I know. Of course I'd sponsor you as dumb and dumber. Absolutely. No, but we did try out their... I tried out their food for the first time. Did you try their food before? Yeah. Oh, you had? Oh, well, that was my first time and I loved it. And I'm not just saying that. It was actually so, so nice. We first of all went in and they were photographing the falafels and all this or whatever. And we were like, oh, uh, oh, the fish, what fish do you have? Trout. And I don't even like trout, but it was actually nice. Like it actually was lovely. And then what do we have? We had, oh, it was gorgeous. I had those like duck gyozas. They were so gyozas. good. Gyozas. 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 What are they called? Gyozas. Gyozas. Yeah, they were nice. They were so good. I got them last time I was there. I just got the Caesar salad and the pate. Oh, you're getting prepared so for okay. Barbados. That's why, you know? And here's me just <clears throat> into me. They were so good though. Last night I was lying on my bedroom for, floor and I said, oh my God, I'm going on holidays in 10 days. I need to do sit up. So I done four. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's going to work. Like four. So I'm done now. <laughs> oh, you're done now. I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready. Beach but bar, I'm ready. It was actually so cool to see. I don't know if you had ever seen it sober, but I had never seen it sober. And I was honestly like a child of Christmas going around. Oh my God, this is absolutely beautiful. Is this always here? I, I actually did remember. I was like, is this? I was like, and where does this door lead you to? I honestly was like, where is this? And I, half of it, I, well, look, I mean, but it was lovely to see it, well, it is. It's actually gorgeous. They've just done it up recently and it's absolutely stunning. Very Instagrammable. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Like and it really is. And another thing, the, I was just thinking when we were there the last time, the amount of girls that were there. Oh. It's a lad, single lad's dream place to be. Oh my God. We did say that yeah. when we walked in. We were like, there is, where is all the fellas? Yeah, you'd definitely be pulling there, lads, if you Yeah, there so any night. lads listening, lads, get yourselves to the Trinity Quarter in Drogheda because you are bound to find yourself a woman. Like, remember that massive group of girls? Yeah. Huge group. The and corner. they were all like absolutely stunning girls. They're all stunning. gagging for a lad. I'm telling you now. And they honestly, definitely, they were like... If you can't pull one, them if will be there. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, thanks, Tosh. And me, sir. Yeah. And me, I'll and me, and me, and me. So, yeah, yeah no, it's lovely. Uh, it and is. we do just want to say thank you so much to Trinity Quarter. They're always so supportive. And, um, and yeah. we're delighted because we're going there years. So this I is know. like kind of cool. We've um, known Jay for a very long time since the home Bob Brigham. The home and Bob Brigham go down the home when we were young. Jay loved me back in the day. He did. Took Eva's passport off her when oh, she was 17. He's sound guy. Sound guy. <laughs> but yeah, we, we so go look, way full back. Full circle, full circle. Full we're here circle now here. with him. He's paying to 
for the podcast so thank you <laughs> to sponsor the podcast to say sorry for taking your so, passport when you were 17 yeah he is. He, I actually think that's the reason why he's actually doing it. But we had a sleepover in Tasha's this we week. Did. It was so cute. I brought our kids. <laughs> Were you delighted? No, I was in fairness. Lily is just infatuated with Tasha. Like she follows her around the house when she's there and it's so cute and she just everything is Tasha, Tasha. But we had a sleepover in Tasha's and it was so much fun. And that was so lovely. It was actually so sunny on Sunday. And obviously your episode came out. I know. Yeah, God. And it was Mother's Day. So that was a bit emotional for you because your mom is in Madrid. Yeah, my mom and dad obviously have moved to Madrid. And um, look, lads, I know I'm 32. It was sad. I know. I just, me and my mom no. are very, very close. Yes. And like my dad as well. We're a very close family. But it was Mother's Day, not Father's Day, Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously missed your mama bear. My mom texted last night and said, miss you both. And then, my, and then I said, miss you too, mom and dad. And she goes, uh, your fucking dad didn't text you and said, miss you, it was me. <laughs> this she is hates. not about Keith, this is about <laughs> it's me. It's not about Keith, it's about me. Yeah, um, Yeah. so first of all, I do just want to thank um, everyone for all your messages. I was very emotional. You were. Aoife came to see me that day and I was... Yeah. And dragged out of bed. <laughs> dragged. Like, you know, honest to God, like it was very emotional for Tasha. And like the amount of messages that I, I know you received so many to your, like your own Instagram, but obviously the amount of messages that I received and like people were so supportive. And like, I had this one message from this one girl who was like, she opened up my eyes to be like, I need to actually go and see somebody too. And so nice. it, that's what you said. You yeah. said, if I, like if my story hits with one person, that's that makes them one person understand that they're going through as normal and they just have to go to the doctor too then yeah. I've done my and you did because like that girl poured her heart out to me and I, I obviously sent you the message privately yeah and, I know you're so good I know no, honestly like I the amount of family members and friends who sent me photos of them crying and I was like no I can't deal with this oh. like this, this has been gone on all week I'm still getting them I only got one yesterday and I was like, no, let's, can we stop with these? Like, this has just been one of those weeks. But you, I know that was hard on top of missing your mom, obviously, for not yeah. being there. But look, everyone's in different situations with their mom. And um, I love Mother's Day and I think it's very special. Yeah, we had a gorgeous day. We, I went to Scary's and it was so, so sunny. And I love nothing more than spending time at the beach. And the kids love that too. And like, I love taking off my my flip-flops and just walking along Didn't the beach. Didn't know what you were going to say there. <laughs> I love taking, I love off, taking my off my flip-flops. <laughs> I love nothing more than just right walking now, along yeah. the sea and just, it's just so lovely and the kids love it. Bought them new buckets and spades and we had a lovely day and we just ice cream. Was and was busy. Like, Scares absolutely is always jammers. Jammers, jammers, jammers. Do but you know what? That's one thing that I love living is by the beach. I know. You're... And during lockdown I was like God, thank God, this beach, is, beach here. is here. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's actually a lovely beach. Um, but no, nothing beats walking by the beach. And obviously that is to me, like, it's like my happy place when I ever am like really upset or sad or whatever. Honestly, I love going to Scaries. I just think it's the most, they have the most beautiful sunsets and random fact of the day, um, Scaries is the only West, no. Yeah. West facing harbour on the East coast of Ireland. Yeah, and it honestly, Ooh. if you've never, there's, I think there's a, there's also, a, there may be a Gucci watch at the bottom of the ocean there. <laughs> well, that's where I you know. lost your watch. I'm convinced that's exactly where it is. But anyway, um, yes, 
there's actually a page on Instagram called Scary Sunsets and you should check oh, it out. Yeah. I just, it's so beautiful. If you're obsessed with sunsets and sunrises like me, definitely check it out. But we went and got our um, pedicure in lovely castle nails. We did, yeah. We got it was my little treat for nails. you. Thank you so much. Because she did so my well feet in the pod. feel amazing. I know. <laughs> Honestly. gold. And I'm so glad because I've been banging on about that place and I obviously pay every single time I go. Yeah. I don't get it for free. No, like, do yeah. you mean? I paid for Tasha. They're lovely like, people. And they're so nice. And like, this is not a plug because we I paid and everything. Put, um, my foot into Christine's face last night and I said touch my foot it was, oh, oh lovely I'm sure Christine was delighted with she that she's like oh it's actually very soft but it, honestly isn't it such a nice that's oh, gorgeous oh they're lovely really nice so yeah we um, had a lovely week it was very sunny as well gorgeous oh, up and so nice out do you want to see my tan oh I'm telling you now look at you You're, oh my god the colour of you yeah. the colour of you were you laying out there now I'm in the back garden the there tits out now. tits out arse out huh like Giving the neighbours a show. Like to take off my flip flops <laughs> in the back garden. <laughs> so my brother's girlfriend Emily, shout out to Emily, love her, came in and I asked, don't love her. She gave me COVID at Christmas. Go on. <laughs> she came and asked, "Did I have a shower cap?" Right, and I said, "Yeah, of course." Anyway, gave it, <laughs> gave it to her. And then she came back out. And she's like, "Oh, I just love washing my face <laughs> under the shower." And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, what? what? <laughs> this happened in the week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And I was like, how did you wash your face? And she's like, well, I obviously had the shower again. <laughs> and I said, oh, I just thought a shower cap was to make sure then your hair still doesn't get wet when you try and not get it wet. Do you get me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wet myself here. Okay, what? so I didn't know that you could get a shower cap wet. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I didn't know you could do that. What did you think of I, I thought it was just an extra protection <laughs> for not, like, so you know the shower where you hold it like, like a body <laughs> shower. <laughs> no, you know a body shower. <laughs> you know a body shower. <laughs> Are you like I am? No, we're we're just honestly we're in a different room here. <laughs> okay, like I'm not gonna lie here. Like <laughs> I didn't know you could get share a cap sweat. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. I thought you just put them on your head and they just you make just, sure you yeah, don't get your hair so you wet. Just even do your more. body. You don't actually like what's your head. thought the same thing. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. Eva, people wear them and then have a shower. <laughs> and wash their face. No, no they so do. <laughs> Eva, this is a real life thing. I've only I'm thirty two and I've only learned that you can get shower cap sweat. You didn't even know. I knew you didn't know. The more I was getting into the story, I could tell in your face that you didn't know what was happening. And I don't either. <laughs> so are you loving? Are you loving the long evenings, Tasha? The El Grand Stretch. Honestly, that makes me Where's happy. Right there, look now, what time is it? Every, Five past eight. Every single time, every single year when that happens, like see when that hour goes back in whenever the bloody hell it is. It was I Saturday. am like, uh, 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 huh? Saturday. 
uh, Saturday night yeah oh my god it just makes such a difference and even like with the kids in the evening like being able to just do something a little bit longer oh my god it's actually unreal but no I absolutely love it and uh, it's so funny because anytime I see any like loads of my followers see like the grand stretch oh yeah I think they send me a thing because they know that I'm like oh Jesus I like I just hate the hell like oh there's a grand stretch in the evening (laughs) I just can't and Carol Milan you know the way Carol Milan Oh, Carl Milan I actually had to chat with him and he's like I'm so sorry Aoife you're wrong Tasha's right I was like what no please tell me it's Milan no Aoife it's actually Mullen sorry, spelled sunburn has hurt Mul- me. oh your poor sunburn <laughs> oh god is it from the grand stretch from the grand stretch out in the back garden he done it I love his little phone I, I love, love all his videos yeah. I do he's great very funny um, but yeah no I do love the L grand mm. stretch <laughs> So this week on our Let's Be Real, we have young Aoife's mental health journey. We do. And honestly, this is probably one of the first times other than crying on the phone to that amount of people that night that anyone would probably know that there was probably something wrong with me, I would say. You do, you hide it very well. And it's sometimes always the strongest people that actually have the most kind of that things. suffer that, the most. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. Like people that you would never, and like we said, like with you last week, people would never have suspected it. No, because it's, it's actually easier to put on a front than easier to man up and be like, look, there's something wrong. Totally. And I suppose like, I, like my journey kind of, it's kind of a long one. Like it's something that kind of comes, has come in and out of my life. It's not been something that has remained forever, but it's definitely something that started when I was very young. And my parents, unfortunately, um, split up in my teens. And I suppose that was kind of the start of it. I was really, that hit me. That really, really, really hit me. And I suppose I didn't really know at the time what was wrong. I was with a guy at the time and he just knew there was something wrong with me. And I, yeah, it was, it was, it was really bad. And I had to go and see, there's a a place in Drogheda that you probably would know called Sosad. Yeah. And uh, save our daughters and sons or save our sons and daughters. And um, I initially went to them. My mum brought me and I had to, I spoke to somebody, but I was in complete and utter denial. Like I, I thought. That they were splitting up or that there was something wrong that there was something wrong with me okay. like I just you know it was I was so upset at the time I just I didn't know I just crying all the time I was like I just couldn't believe that this was happening to me even though like people I knew around me parents were spitting up and everything I just thought like I just thought my world was crumbling I just so what age were you again I you was 17 yeah. yeah I was 17 because I no, remember it is such a tough age like yeah. 17 you think and we were like I had obviously met you and we were friends then but like I would have always tried to put on a front about how like it's fine and everything's grand and actually I was 17 yeah I was 17 I was 17 and I was actually with a guy and it was yeah he'd had an accident and I actually wasn't with him when that accident happened but I remember it was all around the same time and then I lost a really good friend at the same time and Honestly, I felt like my entire world was crumbling. But that's kind of where... Especially at 17, like everything you think... Everything's so important to you. Your family, your friends, school, boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like it's 
Completely. I think everything is so important at that age. Yeah. So that's obviously why you felt like your world was crumbling. It was completely. And like, that's kind of where it started. Now, it probably took me, I'd say, I'd say it took me about two years to not, I, I suppose I would say, I'd probably say accept it. Yeah. It took me a very, very, very long time. Now, many years later, like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Many years later, like I was on a holiday to Florida. Like my parents, when, before they knew before they were splitting up, they took us on a family holiday to Orlando. Myself, my brother, and my mum and dad. And I remember they took us on this holiday, and I'll never forget it because I still thank my dad to this day. But they took us on this holiday to Florida, and they spent thousands on us. Thousands. Like, it was as if my dad won the lotto. Yeah. And we had the most incredible holiday of our life. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. And they knew. They wanted to make sure that you were happy and got everything. <laughs> they knew at that time that they were spitting up and they hadn't told us. And they just knew, like, it was, that was the start of it. And, like, I just, like, I still talk about that trip. And I think to myself, all, like, years and years and years later, I was, um, the toilet roll is back. The to- <laughs> <laughs> Like years later, I was on a holiday to, to Florida with, with um, a guy I was with. And I remember we were watching the fireworks at, um, like I've seen those fireworks a million Disney. times. Like I've seen them so many times, been in Disney. And, but this one particular time, it was just myself and, and himself. And I stood there and I absolutely was hysterical. And I thought... Imagine all these years later that I'm standing here looking at these fireworks and all I'm thinking about is that That holiday when my family was complete. And I just think to myself, like, that was kind of the start of where I knew there was something wrong. So then that a few over a few years passed and that was... um, thankfully like I actually I just I actually just spoke to somebody and this is me telling people to speak into somebody is the best thing that you can do and shout out to so sad because they were incredible at the time and then obviously all these years later obviously I live a lot of my life on social media and um I in 2017 obviously started my Instagram and but I actually and I mean this I never ever ever set out to have a following. I just wanted people to read my stuff. I was I was a blogger, so I yeah. was somebody that enjoyed writing. And whether my language or my grammar was crap or shite, that was not that, no, that didn't that, matter. You loved writing and I that just was what loved you had a passion writing in. and Your I loved that. Yeah. Also. And um so that for me was like my like that's Your escape. Yeah. And I loved that. And then as the years went by with, with Instagram and things and then the more I got a following, the more I was, I honestly, my, I didn't, I actually never would say I ever suffered an anxiety, but the more of a following, the more eyes that were on me, I was just like, oh my God. And I just, and then obviously then I went on to have Lily and then I, there was more eyes on me and then it was just like, and the following was going up and up and up and up. And then, um, I obviously went, I, was, I wasn't on, I wasn't on any medication throughout my twenties or like, you know, nothing. So from the time when you went to So Sad that time. Yeah. And how, like from then till you're, you're saying the Instagram page, like how were you then was, 
throughout the years I actually was okay like yeah. I, I thankfully, so you felt like so sad helped and you so, were doing grand again you were back on and the I track. was back on track yeah. and but there was always something in the back of my mind okay, about yeah. that yeah. you know and uh, so I kind of had this thing about my family and my family not being together yeah so um, throughout the years I was fine thankfully and then I fell pregnant on Lily and then after I had Lily I I knew there was something wrong with me. Yeah. I really knew there was something wrong with me. But I was in total denial again. And I spent so long denying that there was anything wrong with me. And then before I was due to go back to work in 2019, I went and I spoke to somebody. But I was still in full denial. I was completely and utterly in denial. But did you have like, you, you say, were you saying that you knew you had something wrong? Like, wrong. Did you have like. Again, I knew that I, I knew that there was something wrong with me, but I still was in denial. Yeah. And I You're pretended. such a strong person. Yeah. Anyway, you like to just get on with it. That's the thing. And you. I did. Yeah. I genuinely just wanted to get on with it. I genuinely was like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm going to go back to work here now and I'm going to be grand. And it's like everyone expects you to as well. Because it's like, you've just had a new baby. You're yeah. in this relationship and, and everything should be happy. happy yeah. And I was... I was just all over the place. Yeah. I was all over the place from Lily. And then I went back to work on Lily and I just couldn't cope. Yeah. Like I couldn't cope. I really like I couldn't cope at all. And I I I really all I wanted I loved my job. Like I loved my job so much. But I just I couldn't I couldn't keep going. I couldn't keep going the way I was going. And then I actually um fell pregnant then on Hugo. Yeah. And so naturally I went from, you know, being pregnant, having my child, there was something wrong. Yeah. I was in denial. I went straight back to work and then I was kind of pregnant again. Yeah. Even though it was, so it was 20, there's 23 months between Hugo and Lily, but that's from birth to birth. Yeah. As in, so that's a very short time. Yeah. So I was pregnant very, very quick. Um, and even though obviously Hugo was completely planned and um, we, we wanted uh, to have a baby, um, I still hadn't accepted that there was something wrong with me. Yeah, of course. So I went into the pregnancy and I was obviously pregnant on Hugo and I kind of had a really up and down pregnancy on Hugo and I suppose that's where it all started again. Okay. So, oh, I'm really nervous even saying this. It's okay. So, um, throughout the like, latter stages of my pregnancy with Hugo I was um, I was actually from the March was the pandemic yeah the bloody pandemic that didn't help no it didn't so that was in the March 2020 and then I was going through I was just going through a lot in, in the April and then in the May and then I got this message into my phone one day and it was from a girl and I'll never forget it as long as I live um, her name was Katie I don't know her exact handle or whatever but she sent me this thing and I, at the time, was 30, I think, oh, do you know what, it's all a blur, but I remember being like about 34 weeks yeah, pregnant or heavily, something. heavily, pregnant. I was heavily, heavily, heavily yeah. pregnant. And um, I started reading at the time, you know, I was already having an up and down pregnancy um, and I started reading all this stuff about myself. I started reading that I was butch. I was... Um, so this girl, Katie, told you that there was this... This place where you you were being talked about and yeah. they were saying nasty things and whatever. And I never knew about this yeah. until then. 
and bear in mind I'm pregnant so my emotions are already through the actual roof I am like you know what I mean I'm already dealing with stuff that I hadn't said on social media you know what I mean people don't say about everything that's going on their pregnancy and I just didn't and so then I found out about this and I won't even lie when I say I was so consumed by this I was so pregnant I was at home my partner was off on work and whatever and I was you know what I mean I was consumed and I was reading this about myself and I was so pregnant and I remember every single day reading this and thinking I was fine when I actually wasn't I was so 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 upset and I remember I remember saying to my oh my god I'm actually shaking remember reading it and reading it and reading it and there was one day, um, it was actually five days before I was due to give birth to, no, 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 see, I don't even know my it's dates. because okay, I'm take your time, take your time. It was about five days before I actually had Hugo. Yeah. And I read this, I was going to say quote, I read this message about myself and this message, this comment basically said that I was a child abuser. And they said that I abused my child and they said that I was a child abuser. Because of, tell like, tell them what that child abuse thing was. Saying that you let your child watch telly. I went on trips away from my child. I was, like, leaving her with her grandparents. I was like, you know, but this particular comment, this one particular comment said that I was a child abuser. They said that I was a vicious, vindictive piece of shit. They said I, they talked about my... They said very personal stuff about your family. Really, really personal stuff about my family, about my granddad. Somebody that was like my father, like growing up to me. They said stuff about my dad, about my brother. And like, honest to God, like that, like I'm, I'm not crying at this very moment in time. But when I mean to say that that day when I read that comment, that was what tipped me. Mm. And the name, and I'm actually saying this name because I have, no, I'm going to say the name because do you know what? I know that that person is out there. I'm going to listen to this. And I hope they listen to this because you, that person was the reason that I was in the worst place of my life. And the name of it was Mrs. Scary's Goat. And that person knew details about my family that nobody would have ever known. And I just think to myself that you went on that that day and little did you know that I was going to have to give birth to my child five days later because of that one comment. It wasn't all the stuff that I was reading for weeks on end, for two or three weeks in the run up to it. It was actually that one comment, that one and only comment that tipped me over the edge. And I just think that people don't understand how their words can actually, like I was so heavily pregnant that day. I went on, I went on, I was actually going to show you something but I'm not. Um, I went on that day and I read that and I, I I, I got into my car and I drove and I went, I went, I just wanted to be on my own. Yeah. And my partner at the time didn't know where I went. And I wasn't, I just wanted to be on my own. 
and I just wanted to go I just wanted to leave I didn't want to it's not that I didn't want to be here yeah. that's not when that's not when the bad stuff really happened that was just I just wanted to run away because I couldn't believe that somebody like I have never hurt somebody that much that they would do and put up such horrible nasty things like people in my school in my school year I got on with so many people obviously not everyone's going to like you but I got on with more people than I didn't Yeah, and to say such horrible things that I was hated in school and that I was a bully and that I was this and that like that actually ripped me so it wasn't actually all the, the stuff before no, of it of course not it was that one thing yeah and I just the, the same people that say be kind on you know on Caroline Flack's death yeah the same people that will walk darkness into light will you know get up in the uh, on the, the that morning and the sunrise and they're like yeah and they'll take their pictures or whatever sharing all their and story. sharing all yeah. their stuff and walk darkness into light they're some the people that will still do that are still people that are going on and absolutely ripping people apart no. That's it, and it's and the, as they say, it's their opinions. It's absolutely not. It's it's horrendous. Some of the stuff that has been said, and especially, I don't know how people think they can write that when obviously they've never had a baby, they've never been pregnant, they don't know their hormones and stuff. But they didn't think of you at the end of that reading it, nearly a junior child. And, and what you could have been going through already. I was hysterical. I was in the worst place of my life ever, and that to me that was the start to the end mm. like it was the start of the end I was I had to have my baby early my the consultant I was I was originally um, public and then I had to go private because I had to get a consultant because I was in that where I was in that much of a state mentally I had to see um, I had to see a therapist straight away and then they were like you have to have the, you can't have this baby like you have to have this baby so I had to be induced then a few days later but I solidly cried from that Thursday all every like I did not even I will say I didn't even enjoy the latter the last few weeks of my pregnancy because I was honestly an emotional wreck I was absolutely I was in the worst place in my life like I actually was in the worst place in my life and I actually thought I was in the worst place in my life and then I had the baby so I had Hugo and then I kind of was in this world where I obviously deleted my Instagram yeah that was gone and I had no intentions of ever going back on it. I honestly was like, I'm not going back on it. I really don't want to go on it. I have no intention of coming back. And I actually still say to this day, if it wasn't for Mark Fennell, I wouldn't actually ever have Instagram. I wouldn't even be sitting here doing this podcast if it wasn't for Mark Never Fennell. Never would have came back. Because I, I met a therapist and then she wasn't... With a therapist, it's very personal. Absolutely, and, and I agree. It's, it's something that I definitely need to recommend is like, you'll either click with somebody you won't and I remember it does take time though as well because I had seen like say two or three and I said no they're not my fit and then because I just felt like they were writing like nodding dogs that's what they're called like some of them say they're nodding dogs and then what happened yeah and then where then I went to Nicola who I go to and literally I was like oh god you're the one One. it does so it it does does take time time to find the exact person that you need to go to because it it is some some of them are nodding dogs Mm. and like yeah they don't give you the tools where yeah. Nicola still to this day I still use parts of what she taught me in yeah. my life like and now to get that shows yeah. totally yeah. and I like so I was seeing I saw this one and I saw another and I, anyway 
I was seeing all these like different people and then none of them were right. Yeah. And then one day I got this message into my Instagram and it was Mark Fennell um, saying that his wife, Fiona, had followed me. She'd saw what happened to me okay. and how distraught I was. He'd kind of went on and read some things and heard and whatever. And he said, listen, Aoife, if I can help, please like reach out to me. Yeah. And I didn't see that for probably about six weeks after I had Hugo. Okay. And I had deleted Instagram, whatever, but he had messaged me like the next day. Like I had thousands and thousands and thousands of messages. And like still, like to this day, I'd say thank you so much for all of those. I just, I didn't get to look at them because I was so distraught yeah. and I wasn't on my Instagram. So Mark reached out and um, I have been working with Mark for like, like the whole time. Now, when that happened in June 2020, I started working with Mark um, September 2020. And then I kind of finished up with Mark probably the end of last year. Probably I'd say it was maybe August, September last year, which was a full year, yeah, full year of going yeah. to him. Yeah. Like, and that was every week for a year. Every second week for a year, we like I, I had to had to go and see him. I did see another therapist outside that as well. But it was like it was when I say it was a journey, it yeah. was an actual journey. There was, you know, there's it wasn't just like I went on Instagram one day. Like, actually, he had to coach me to be like, this is how you talk again, yeah. Aoife. Because I had lost all confidence in myself. I didn't. I actually was so I was so, so nervous going back on Instagram. I was like, I'm not letting these people win. Uh, I, I want to do this for me. I want, this is something that I've built up for myself over all these years. I'm doing this since 2011. Literally. I'm not going to, whether I'm making one euro or 500,000 euro, it's which I'm not. It's what you love doing. I just yeah. enjoyed it. Now, that's kind of... And it's mad, sorry, it's mad that you say that you had no confidence to do it at all because... I've always looked at you as to be the most confident, like you know, confident, confident person, like so confident. Like I've always said that to you. I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know how she does it. But for you to be in that space where you were like you as a person who is a very confident person yeah. and very, he doesn't give a fuck. Like yeah. doesn't care. I, well, like literally never doesn't care. I don't care. Mm. And I'm always like, oh, Eva, I don't know. Like, and you're, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. So for that person to be so like, I can't get on and talk. Yeah, but like, as in, so I I look back, right? And I think now, okay, because I like, I'm sitting here and I'm not crying. And I'm honestly, I'm so proud of myself because, so proud. because I'll tell you, when I was in that place and I was so emotional and I look back, like I have a couple of those videos on my phone that, you know, just obviously yeah. they're in my reel or whatever. And I would look and I'd see that person and I look and I think, God, that's nearly two years now. So have you watched those videos since? I watched them probably about a year later, like last okay. year or something, that was the last time. Or probably, I just, well, not all of them, just one or whatever. So what, would, what do you think now looking at her? I just want to hug her. Yeah. I just want to hug her and say that it never mattered what them people thought of you. Yeah. Because you will never change the opinion of these people. And what these people say is none of my business. Absolutely. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care. But I allowed them people into my head and to take over my thoughts and actually win. Exactly you what you said it, not to do. Exactly. When you think of it, it's like, I'm letting this stranger who does not know me into my head and I'm listening to everything they say. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just mental when you actually break it down and be like, what am I doing? Absolutely. Like I literally only care about my family and friends' opinions. I don't I don't care about Sarah down the road who thinks I'm this. Yeah. Like and it's mental how you do get so low that you 
kind of let them in your head and then you're like wait am I this person or yeah. am I doing this or and I, I question that? I question myself for a good solid probably six seven eight nine ten months after that and although 2021 was the toughest year of my life behind this poxy screen like it was the most hardest year of my life like I had to put on a brave face every single day on my Instagram I had to pretend like I was fine when I was crumbling inside and this was not me being fake this is me saying I couldn't I couldn't let these people win no. again I couldn't let them see that I was this broken but this is why I think they forget as well you had two babies Eva. in such a short space of time but like you still had to get up and be a mom, and then I was on my own yeah so and a lot of people didn't know that for a long long yeah. long time and I and it's not that I didn't want to be like hey guys I'm a single mom no of course not that's not about that you have to process it before you're going to tell all these all followers these people, that, all these like, people on, I, yeah. I needed to process and bear in mind my son was so young yeah. my son was five months old and especially as well when this all started for you like your family broke up so you want to keep that family unit as well so like you need to process that before you turn around to your Instagram and say oh lads actually this is all going shits up for me you yeah, know what I mean you ha- like, and and I people have to. to understand that as well like you know totally what I mean? and I think what was even harder for me about the initial part of that was I was crumbled because that's how my family were yeah like my parents and I was so upset that m- that had happened to my family and I think that's what breaks my heart the most is that that happened to my family and I just think to myself, I'm like, you know, I do the best for my children. Like I give them the best I possibly can. And I try my hardest every single day for those kids. And I think to myself every day when I think back to that person on my phone, I think about how they were the reason that I'm still here. Absolutely. And when I was at the worst place in my life which was obviously June and July 2020 I think back and I think the only reason why I am sitting here doing this podcast is because of those two two little people and if those two little people weren't in my life where would I be because I know in my heart I wouldn't be here I know because I was honestly a fucking wreck I was an absolute wreck and I had to you know I I didn't deny it this time thankfully you know as I said with Lily I denied it not denied it but I was in denial Absolutely. so for me I finally accepted it you know and obviously it took so long but my mental health had been so damaged and then on top of that then I was going through a breakup and and then I was been watched and I was been talked about and I was been like you know scrutinized and it honestly broke my heart now what one thing that has guilt me over the past year is and this shows how Instagram is not real life and this is what I was one thing I did want to say was when you see somebody smiling on Instagram and you see somebody happy that doesn't necessarily mean that that person is living their best life and I put up a photo 
last summer and I'll never forget it. It was a photo, it was a beautiful photo of me and Lily and we went to Bray and it's such a beautiful photo. And But what Instagram and real life wouldn't know is that I cried the entire way to Bray that day. Lily fell asleep in the car the minute we left because it was her nap time at that time. And I cried the whole way to Bray. I sat in, uh, outside Sea Life. I fixed my makeup. I woke Lily and we went in. And basically, I pretended like I was fine. I put on a brave face for my child. Oh, little girl. Hugo was asleep anyway at home. And I took Lily. And all I wanted was to have a family day out. And I was still processing that I was a single mom. And I was still going through that motion. I was still like trying to like accept it, even though I was broken. And basically I put on a brave face. I put up the photo on Instagram because it's a beautiful photo. It's actually one of my favorite photos of me and Lily. And I got a message that evening in saying, you're so amazing you know you look like you're just so happy and you're so thrilled and I hope you had a lovely day and you just look so happy and I really do hope you are and I remember I got that at like eight o'clock at night or half eight and I cried myself to sleep that night on my own because their dad had them that night and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried and I just thought like I just could not believe that this was my life and my head was still, this was, this was probably, I think it was last June and I think I said to myself at the end of last June, I just said, I, something switched in my head and something just said, Aoife, you need to accept that this is your life and when I was able to mentally accept that this was my life, that's when I was able to move forward and actually smile with an actual genuine smile. Yeah. And like one thing I will say, if there's anybody that has gone through a breakup or going through a breakup or anything, because it is a mental, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hell on earth. You know, it's hell and on earth anyway for a breakup. So throw in two little babies as well. Two you little babies. I mean? Then you're exactly, you're going through that. You're going through everything got to do with that. Like, you know, I... And I, especially when at the end of the day, all you want is your family unit, like... Yeah, you know I mean? as in, well, I wanted at that time, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so when I eventually accepted that this wasn't my... This wasn't how my life was, yeah. I... That's when I started to be able to move forward with my yeah. life. And when I accepted that last summer, that's when I, like, realised, okay, only me can change this. Absolutely. Only my thoughts can change this. And I remember I was still with Mark at the time and he was so happy. He was like, you finally accepted, like not even accepted that we were broken up. This wasn't about that. It was just accepting that this was my life. Yeah. And when he, when he saw that in me, he was like, he, like I kept saying to him, like he kept saying to me, like Eva, this isn't permanent. This isn't permanent. And it's so funny because last week I hadn't actually talked about my breakup at all really. Um, and nor will I really ever. But on my Q&A the other day, somebody had asked me, I actually want to go in and find this because somebody asked me about a breakup and I wrote this back to her. Two seconds, I'm going to find it. So this girl said, just ended a five-year relationship. Any tips on surviving? And if you had have said 
if you had asked me that question last year, I would have actually ignored that message yeah, because I couldn't even answer that yeah. question because I... You didn't know yourself. I, I couldn't. Yeah. And it was funny because I was smiling to myself the other day and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I couldn't believe how far that I'd come in my own head. Like in my whole, like in June, 2020, I didn't want to be here. And fast forward all like how many months and I'm here giving advice to somebody telling them that it gets better. Yeah. And I was just so proud of myself because I never, like if you told me in June, 2020, things are going to get better and you're going to be fine. I would have been like, no, yeah. no, you don't understand. Exactly. Leave me alone. I was, I was so angry. I was so upset. I was like, how can all these people be like, I'm a good person and you know and I'm only crying because I know mentally in my head like I am I never want to be in that place ever again no. and I think to myself if I read what I read in June 2020 if I read that now I'd be like piss off I'd be like get out of my f- I don't even want to hear that troll that yeah. tripe like absolute crap but I said back to her it just ended my five year relationship any tips in surviving and I said know that feeling Uh, Know that that feeling you are feeling right now doesn't last forever. Whether you ended it or he did, this feeling isn't permanent. Things will get easier. Things will get better. Your life isn't over. You might think it is, but it's not. There's always, always light at the end of the tunnel. And I just think that like, I know what that girl's going through in her head. And I know, and I don't obviously know if she's kids involved, but like obviously children make it 25 times worse and harder no offence to anybody that's just on their own but yeah, of course. kids make it harder kids make it that you have to have contact absolutely and you have to still see your partner and you have, and you have to work together obviously I have come on leaps and bounds in my own mental health and you know in terms of everything that's happened from the trolling to the breakup to accepting that this was my life and I absolutely do not read anything about myself anymore because I it was just not, it wasn't okay. And what these people say about me is none of my business. And especially like, you know, I obviously at the time had like a lot of work colleagues that were involved and I was distraught that these were people that were that close to me. There were people that was friends with my cousin. There was people that were were ex-work colleagues. And I just think like that says more about them as people. I just want to hug you. So what do you think now after going through what you've gone through in the last two years and yes, you were in a really low place and you did let things get to you where, as I know Aoife Devlin, she never would have let these things get to her. And I remember saying to you through the years, the last two years anyway, Eva, you're Aoife Devlin. I know. You are Aoife <laughs> Devlin. And you were like, I know. And I was like, no, what would Aoife Devlin done about this? I know. So what? What would? What would Eva Devlin would have done about this in her at twenty one? Okay, so I would tell my little twenty one year old self who was your a big twenty one year old self. Yeah, you were the biggest girl in the room. Not when we <laughs> as in you were. You made yourself known as in you were confident, you were lively, you were the big part of the room, like, you know what I mean? And to see then the Aoife that was in the last two years, what would you tell her now? I would say that 
you'll make mistakes. Absolutely. Over the years. And that's okay. You will learn from them. Um, I will say that nothing is permanent in life. Um, but I'll also say that nothing is permanent in make the most of every day. I know we said this coming in in the car. Oh my God, Eva. <laughs> Tasha, it is true. Like nothing is permanent. And we, I like, I shared this thing on my Instagram today and I want to read it because I think it is just so beautiful. It's so true. When asked what the biggest mistake we make in life, the Buddha replied, the biggest mistake is that you think you have time. Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can't use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once it's lost, you can never get it back. Think of those words like time. And so that's what I'm saying. Nothing is permanent. Nothing lasts forever. Like treat every day like it's your last. Treat every moment that it's so precious. It's like my kids will never be as young as they are today. Absolutely. Oh, your kids tight. Know that not everybody in your circle is going to make it. You know, you need to, as in, I mean, like. And that's okay. Like people grow. You know what I mean? Like, and people, as you said, like, we're all allowed to make mistakes. I know. And to to some people, you make a mistake and you're the worst person in the world. Like we have to grow. We have to learn. And what you've done the past two years is you've grown and flourished into this new person who absolutely idolizes her kids down to the ground who still works night and day to provide the best life for those two kids and I just want to say how proud I am of you and how far you've come because I've watched you especially in the last two years and I did have to remind you who Eva Devlin was and now I'm glad that we have a new and improved <laughs> Eva Devlin yeah and, and no she matter will what. always fight your corner no matter what yeah. like no matter what curveballs like throws at you like that it's you will come out the other side of it like you know and you will like you will get through it like even when you think that you like don't want to be here you will you will get better and you know talk to somebody that is honestly my main thing of the last two years like I'm not ashamed that I had to go through all that therapy over the last two years I am I am so proud of myself that I can sit here and say wholeheartedly put my hand on my chest and say that I am actually in mentally in the best place in my life absolutely like when I think back to 17 year old self I think back to my 18 year old self and then I think to the last two years and everything and everything's already been tough for everybody in the last two years the so pandemic this is what and I said the last time like people need to remember that it, it's not we're all going through this life together and you writing stuff about a person at the end they're human they're a human person who is struggling exactly like you may be and I just one thing Mark Fennell always said to me was if I hurt people hurt people and you know in the last two years when I think back when I was hurt, I did want to hurt. I wanted, I was so upset and so hurt that I didn't care. And it is true. It is true because I am, I am that person as well. I was that person. And I just think that my main thing that I want to get from my side is, is that honestly, nothing is permanent. And it will get better and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And even when you genuinely think and believe that there's not a light, there is a tiny, tiny glimmer of hope. 
and it might take you one month it might take you one year it might take you two years but I am sitting here now and it is going to be April 2022 and June 2020 was when that happened and I wish that I could go back and just hug that girl on my phone and say Aoife in two years time you are going to be here and this is what's going to be happening and this is what you're going to be doing and I would never have believed you but there's always always light at the end of the tunnel I'm so proud of you and I love you So this week on Writer Hate, Aoife, what were the results on the Snickers on your Instagram? I seen you shared something. Oh, aren't you just so smug over there? Hmm. Yeah, with your little blazer on, huh? <laughs> yeah. You've got a blazer on. Too. <laughs> I do. But no, <laughs> guys, 98% of you agreed with Tasha. You all love the Snickers. Absolutely. The dirty, ugly pants that put absolute shite in the sides and they're just rotten. Absolutely rotten. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm gone. And I can't believe so much of you agreed with you. Well, I... Some of them were like, oh my God. I Oh my God. Your man. Oh. Your man on Tinder. <gasps> okay, oh so no. God, yes. I, I, this is not some... Start this is somebody again. we... Yeah. <laughs> so Tasha got a message into her phone about this guy and Snickers and we both held laughing because we actually know this guy. Um, are we going to mention his name? We won't no. mention his second name. We won't mention his second name. No, we'll just say Graham. No, just say Graham. Yeah, it's okay. not... Oh, so much for the airplane mode there, Tasha. I had to get the message on Instagram. You did, you did, you did. Go in. So this lad from Drogheda, who I know, Graham. sent a message in. Colin is his name. Oh, Colin's the guy, but Graham He sent is... the message in. So he sent in a picture of Graham. Shout out to Graham. He's definitely not listening to this, but he will no, after but this. Colin said he will. Okay. And he said, um, Graham blank purposely got a pick in a Snickers for Tinder. That is honestly like... It's like wearing a three-piece suit. No. No way. If I actually saw him wearing the Snickers pants, I'd be like, sorry, left. Well, no. I'd be like, right. He's um, actually a good looking fella in all fairness now to him. Yeah, do you want you to know? see him in a Snickers? Yeah, let me see them in the Snickers actually. Let me see. Okay, I'm having a look and you know what? Sorry, he's actually a very good looking guy. He's very good looking boy. He's very good looking. Um, but I still wouldn't with the pants on. So thanks Colin for sending in that picture and you can tell him that we gave him a grand L mention. We gave him a grand mention there. Now, if we were really good, we'd actually mention his full name and I actually think he's single and he'd probably get loads he of women. He's single actually. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, we won't. So if you we see won't. a lad on Tinder with his Snickers on, <laughs> and a heart we've hat. given him a good approval there. So we've give him a swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe right. Definitely. So the Snickers won. Yeah, you won. You won. You won. Right. Some this week. What are we doing? Right. Spanx. Someone sent in Spanx. Yeah. Race so some, or hate. Okay. So I have four pairs. Three pairs. Now I only have the three pairs because I worked in Martin Thomas and I got fifty percent discount. Okay, and I don't own a pair of Spanx because they're about 150 euro. No, they're not. They're 100 euro. And then, and well, then by the time you, by the time you pay your diesel from Betty's Town into Dublin, <laughs> and then you pay for your parking, and, and then, then you, you get, you get a bit of lunch, you get your Spanx, drive back to Betty's Town, 150 euro. It's actually this insane thing called online shopping. Or does your gaff, Tasha, save your diesel? I don't have time for that. Honestly, seriously. But I can't no, rate I know hate. you can't rate yeah, it, so but I am. Yeah. So I absolutely love them. I actually do not like the like 
uh, activewear ones. I think they wear really bad and the quality is really bad. So I would definitely hate them. But I 100%, 100% would rate the actual leather ones. They are so good. My favourite are the Motos. I always recommend to get them on sale. So Arnott's and Marin Thomas generally have a sale come around June and you get 20% off and then I'd definitely buy them then. But I would 100% rate. Definitely. Did you ever work in Baron Thomas? I did. For many, many years. Never would have known. I know. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you did actually. I loved it. It was so good. I made so many friends. And they were oh, just... I still friends. Am... Brian Thomas friends. friends. Right. So that's bang. So you are rating them. I am so rating them. Just not the activewear ones. I'm so hating them. My friend Laura actually wore a pair today. And I said, what the hell is wrong with your arse? And it was all balls all over them. And she's like, I know. I've had these like less than six months. And look at the wear on them. I was like, oh, bring and how much them are they? back. Like probably 100 euro, I'd say. Well, bring them back, Laura. Oh, I sure reminds me of talking table. Still won't. God, I know a few people like that. Oh, funny. Anyway, let's go. Right, next one. And our next one. Next one? Uh, we were driving in and there was a lad <laughs> driving a Mini. Oh my God. Just and doesn't honestly, do it for me. I love Minis. So let's do it. Rate or hate lads driving Minis. No, 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 no. I don't know what it is, but like, it just doesn't make you very manly. Even if it's a souped up, done up, black on black on black on black, like it's still not good. Like it's not all right. Like I feel like when you had your minis, when I was in them, I was getting out of a clown car because I'm so tall, right? <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, I loved my minis. So now when I think of lads in minis, I'm like, I think of a clown car and like yeah. them getting but like, out, like my ex ex used to love driving that car like he it is yeah, like a little it's like a little remember that. it's like a little go-kart now in all fairness mine were kind of manly like I had a cream woman a black roof and black wheels I'm sorry uh, no what Mini Coopers are not manly no but you know what I mean it was kind of like cool like do you okay, know so all it was them... cool not manly yeah well true yeah, okay yeah. but I mean I definitely didn't find it attractive like when your man drove it. yeah no and then today when we seen that lad I was like and he definitely yeah no do you think it was his, do you actually think that it was no, his girlfriend's car no you think I that's genuinely see lads in minis all the time okay so we're both absolutely hating saying hating okay right the next one next one this one now oh touchy for our our Shane our Shane our lovely producer Dry, dry robes. robes. <laughs> Shane wears his dry robes around Sh- Shane, Shane, Shane wears it down to. Rare. <laughs> like this whole thing. <laughs> this little number. Right. So dry robes, they obviously like boomed in the last like two years, right? Everyone this is my mother. thing, right? If I'm in Nabin and I see someone wearing a dry robe, there's no sea near you. Like, so no. why are you wearing that dry robe? Yeah. On the really? sand, on the sand. Yeah. If you are wearing a dry robe and you're standing on sand, mm. absolutely perfect. Yeah, of course. If you're just going from the concrete onto the sand, I'll still allow it. Mm. But if you're in Tesco with your dry robe on. Ah, stop, in Navin. No, in general. Like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just giving Navin no. as an, as a, you're yeah. not near a beach. No, 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 and no. And then no. another day I seen a mother dropping her child in a dry robe and I said, there's no beach here. Yeah. I Why know. is that dry robe on her? Like, no, I do. I have to say, no, I get this whole thing and what you're saying, but I do actually think that they're great. I don't own one. Oh, but no, it is. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm mm. just saying there's times to wear your dry robe and then there's times not. So if you're going to your daughter's communion, get the fucking dry robe off you. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wearing that? Yeah, no, I know, but it is, it does, like, it is a good thing for when, if you do see swim. Aoife. 
What? Do you own a dry rub? I don't own Are a dry rub. Are you hiding your dry rub from me? No, I, I am not hiding my dry Are rub. Are you sure now? Shane's hiding it from you. <laughs> Shane's not, he's in it. I'm proud. <laughs> proud dry yeah. rubber. No, so... so- are yeah, we rating or hating? I'm hating because of people where they wear them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think think about your actions. And when you get out of bed in the morning and you don't live near a beach, just don't put it on. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, I'm I'm going to rate it. I'm going to rate it because I think it's... I'm a- going to find your one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to go home to my wardrobe now and start I will find apart. you. I, and do you know what? Actually, I am go- I'm actually probably going to purchase one for this summer. Uh, do you know what? Not only are you going to purchase you one, you're going to purchase Lily and Hugo one as well. I will. I will. We'll all be little dry robe family. I'm not hanging out with you this summer. Okay, that's fine. No problem. Woo! Free pass <laughs> for me. <laughs> right, the next one is only because we both said to each other coming in we're like honestly like I do get why people do this right before we mention it right I do get why people do this I just don't really know why why they do this like I was having I had um, I met my friend Laura earlier on and she was like I just don't get it like and I was like I know imagine like the people could go for a massage for a whole hour and that would give the same result and they'd be warm sea swimming I'm sorry but like I freeze my tits off every summer getting into the sea right every summer June to August but I'm in a wetsuit full wetsuit little booties covered just wearing your little togs in the 40 foot how are you not how are you not purple are these people purple like no but I disagree what you love sea swimming the don't Irish water where do I start she's actually fully bullshitting here don't even dare you went for one sea swim in your life Tasha two and you uh, two I went twice two right? and you absolutely complained the entire time my bones are frozen for a solid two months okay but <laughs> yeah but I felt skinnier because right. you're tensing your stomach when you're in there because you're like, oh, no, it's so cold. It's so supposed to be a like, lovely oh God, experience. I'm actually so skinny now. I would love to get into it, but I'm a very cold person. Okay. So yeah. I need the heat in me at all times. So you'd rather go for an air massage over going into a sea swim? No, I'd air. love to get into sea swimming because um, I do think Betty Stone, maybe it's Betty Stone, but we have a lovely beach, as I mentioned earlier. And the sea this summer last summer whatever summer it was right many moons ago I'm honestly like eye rolling it was actually warm okay I'm literally sitting here eye rolling here if you could only see me honest to god Tasha if you live beside the sea I know I do but I just I know my whole life and I love going every summer from June to August as I've said in my full wetsuit up to my chin boots on seaweed between my toes eh yeah, like, you do have boots. I do. Uh, boots, That's right. I, I hate those boots. <laughs> oh, sorry. They're the best things ever. And all the sea swimmers will agree with me. I know. That's true. And they have little sea swimming gloves. They have everything. They I, actually have sweet. I don't get to sea swimming gloves. What is the big gloves? Because hands. Oh. will be cold and numb. No. Okay. So sea swimming, Raider right hate. I'm personally, if, if I can't wear a wetsuit up to my chin and it's not June to August... I'm hating. I'm sorry. I'm ready. Why in December would... do you want to dip your hole in the sea? Stunning. When it's freezing. Freezing out. Because it's about reborning. 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 Being reborn. Revitalizing the soul. Revitalizing your body. Accepting the sea. <laughs> it's a hate for me. It's a ray for me. Go on, you sea swimmers. Get Go in there. Go on, you good thing. 
So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much to our amazing sponsors, the Trinity Quarter in Drogheda, who are launching their amazing Sunday lunch menu this Sunday. Don't forget to follow, rate and hit that bell for future episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.